G'day and welcome to Perco's Podcast, a podcast all about strategy, leadership and soul care. We're here to help you obtain your personal, professional and spiritual goals without losing your soul. We hope that today's episode is refreshing and gives you a new perspective. Now here's your host, Jason Perkins. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 27, part two of Perco's Podcast. As always, I hope it is well with your soul today, wherever you are listening from around the world. I can't wait to share with you part two of my conversation with my new friend, Clay Cooney. He is the leader of North Point Young Adults Ministry, and he's also the founder of a great company called Be At Ease Co. We talk about some incredible stuff today, and I would encourage you, actually, if you have the opportunity, to listen to this part of the conversation with a pen and a piece of paper if you can, or just simply pick one thing that stands out to you throughout the conversation as Clay has a great challenge for us at the end. If you haven't listened to part one of this podcast, make sure you go back and listen to episode 27, part one, so you'll be able to catch up on the first half of my conversation with Clay. Today, we are diving into the second half of the conversation, but before we do that, let me quickly reintroduce you to who Clay is. Clay is from the Metro Atlanta, Georgia area. He grew up in an incredible family with two loving parents and three younger brothers. Clay's father is a real estate attorney and his mum is a stay-at-home mum. Clay majored in economics and thought he would go on to become a lawyer just like his dad for most of his life, but he had a change of heart during his senior year of university. After graduation, he went to work for a not-for-profit organization called Lighthouse Family Retreat, where families dealing with childhood cancer get to go away to the beach for a week-long getaway. After coming back to Atlanta after that, he accepted a job doing commercial title insurance, and he also got involved in a brand new church plant that was just getting started in his hometown. He spent about one year working for that consulting firm in the Atlanta area, and then he started a small business called Be At Ease Co. before making the decision to pursue ministry full-time. Clay then joined the North Point Residency Program, where he had the opportunity to work for North Point Community Church and attend Dallas Theological Seminary simultaneously. He's been working on his Master's of Theology degree and is currently the Director of Young Adults Ministry at North Point. The Young Adults is a brand new ministry that is being built in the Alpharetta area for adults that are in their 20s. Clay also met his now wife in the residency program and they got married last year right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. It was a crazy year, but they have loved getting to be married. Well, without any further ado, I hope you enjoyed part two of my conversation with my new friend, Clay Cooney. All right, what are you guys wrestling through right now? What's the thing within young adults that you're like, man, we haven't figured this out, but we are trying to figure out what this looks like? Yeah, uh, I think one of the biggest things that we're wrestling with kind of has to do with the same thing. And I think it's this almost this fight against culture or this wrestling with culture of trying to get their attention, almost get their attention off of the distractions and the phones and onto Jesus. Um, And I think so it's been very difficult. And this is something that I've wrestled with from the beginning. It's crazy how 
accustomed people have now become to even in church, there's screens everywhere. Yeah. Like the plasma is always up there. We've got screens on, on both sides. Um, and it's just everyone. Some people are in the audience on their phones. Like it's just a part of our life now. Yeah. And I think from the beginning, I kind of, at the start of starting NPYA, I created this little leadership team to just bounce ideas off of, come together and pray at, in the lead up to starting it and launching it. Um, and just talk to them about the vision and where we're heading and all of that stuff. And I immediately kind of told them, I want to avoid screens. And it's been crazy to see like kind of how hard it is to do it without screens. Yeah. Um, because people have just grown so accustomed to seeing lyrics up there and um, getting the bottom line or whatever. And yeah, even in our prayer nights, um, I kind of just want people to be away and in silence and stillness, but it's even difficult there because I want to give people a prayer guide or a worship guide that kind of outlines where we're heading on the night and just give them notes and what to do. And it's, and I'm like, so the first time we just did a PDF and we sent it to people's phones. And then I started realizing I am trying to get people away from, away from so yeah, yeah, it's so difficult. Um, and eventually I even in our larger gatherings, I did a lyric banner. So we do have lyrics. Um, but I'm just trying to stay away from the plasma. I just want, I, like, I, I want people to bring their Bibles and just dive into the word. So, yeah, I love um, that. but yeah, I think just coming up with ways to uh, get away from the distractions and just yeah. give people an hour, one hour where you're not in front of a screen, essentially. So I have this vision, Clay, of coming and visiting <clears throat> Atlanta, coming to a, an MPYA night at, at the <laughs> church there. And you guys yeah. handing out hymn books as people are walking in. This is my dream one day that you guys will be going I, old school. I, Hymnals are coming I, back out. Love I that. kid you not. That is that was my vision. So for the first two or three gatherings, I printed off the song lyrics. Song sheets. I love it. Yes. Song sheets. Created these makeshift hymnals. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing. I love it. Yeah. But I did look around the room sometimes and it's like, uh, people are reading off of this and looking down and I would rather have them looking up. Yeah. So yeah. I get why things are the way that they yeah. are. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to ask you, Clay, I want to ask you this, this question. You're obviously doing this at North Point. As I'm yeah. listening to this, it sounds pretty churchy. Yeah. And, and it, you're, you're doing this at a church that is known for doing things that is incredibly attractive to people that don't typically go to church or the unchurched. Yep. What's the tension like within the organization and, and how <laughs> are you, and how are you ultimately still connecting with unchurched people? Are you seeing that some of this is actually resonating with them? Yeah. So I think, uh, I feel like I'm about to go in. I have so many directions I could go right now. I love it. Um, yeah, I think, I, I basically what I'm kind of thinking in my head and, and I'm making some brand new assumptions. Yeah. Um, but the assumptions that I'm making that I'm going to see if they're true is that in our day and age, I think the unchurched person 20 years ago is a lot different than the unchurched person today. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of, I think the person that is going to step into our churches today and come to NPYA 
um, has already done some advanced um, work. Yeah, they've looked online. They have learned what we're like. They kind of know what they're getting themselves into when they walk through the doors. And so I don't think that we need to necessarily like focus, like not, I don't know, even know how to describe it. Like, I think we can just focus on the person stepping in the doors and we can talk about Jesus. We can talk about kind of whatever, we, like we can get a little churchy, I think, because I think the person coming has the expectation that it's a church. Yes. Um, so I'm kind of, working off that assumption right now that we can be a little more churchy than on a Sunday. And in this ministry, I'm not trying to replace Sunday morning. Right. I think NPYA is almost a next step. It can be considered a next step. Yeah. Um, so it's a community for young adults. It's a ministry for young adults and it's a place to go further. Yeah. Um, so I kind of am more focused on like being a little more churchy. Um, and I think I just want to raise the bar. I think I, I, I feel like people will step in through the doors. They'll come to this. Um, maybe they'll hear something that they've never heard before. Um, and maybe they'll come up to us and like want to learn more and kind of get on the same level. Yeah. I love it, man. And I love the fact that you're in an organization that gives you the freedom to pilot, to try things, to give it a shot and see, uh, see what, what happens with it. So good. I love right. that. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I just feel like it's just a big, I just feel like culture is shifting a little bit and it is really cool that they have given me the freedom to just test some things out, experiment, um, challenge some assumptions and yeah. just run with it. Like, I don't know, it's been cool. And I, maybe I'm the Guinea pig and it could completely fail. Uh, but it's been pretty successful so far. It's been cool. Yeah. I love it. So finally, on this whole young adults thing, because I, I could camp out here for a long period of time and just ask you a ton of questions. Um, yeah. but, but I would love to know if you have any advice. Let's say there's somebody listening to the podcast that either is leading a young adult ministry or maybe has the desire to launch one or maybe you know knows someone that's trying to do it. Is there anything that you would say to them? Hey, as you're getting started, as you're launching this thing, here's some things to be thinking about. I, I really think it's just about personally, I think it's about making connections and getting to know people. Um, I think the biggest need in our generation, the thing that people want the most is community. Mm. Um, and they want to meet people and they want to know people and they want to feel known and they want to feel belonging. And like, I really think this loneliness is an endemic in our culture. Like, yeah. We've got to figure out how to combat that. And I think community in the church is a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, people who are for each other that are selfless, that uh, are trying to not or basically give up self for you, um, I think is a great way. And I read this great book actually recently called Them by Ben Sass, who's a U.S. senator. Um, and but I just no matter what side of the aisle you're on, I think it's a great read. Just because the whole book is really about neighborliness. Yeah, yeah. And it's really just about how we've lost something from the past of neighbor, like being a neighbor and knowing your neighbors and like staying. We're, our generation is so transient now. We're moving around all the time. So we don't really know the people around us. We don't feel known. 
Um, so there's something cool and interesting about planting yourself somewhere um, and really getting to know the people around you. And I think that maybe that's part of the problem is we don't do that. Um, where if we don't meet someone immediately, we're on to the next thing. Um, so I don't, I think trying to come up with ways where people can really get bought in, plugged in. Um, yeah. And just really get to meet people and become good neighbors. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that idea of neighborliness. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like clay content is so prolific in our culture and yeah. community is so lacking that yes. people are starving for that. And content right. may have been in the past, <clears throat> the thing that drew people in because they wanted to come and hear a great message or a great talk or exactly. whatever. But it's almost as if, man, that, that is a dime a dozen. You could pick that up just about anytime, anywhere, but community is yeah. the thing that's going to be the draw card. Yeah. And I think I've tried to make that, at the for to your to yeah to the question that you asked i think i've tried to make that the forefront of everything that we do yeah. is being very communal and one way that i've tried doing that over the past six months is i will actually stop two or three times in the middle of my message yeah and ask a question and let people talk about it yeah turn to the um, with the people around them yeah yeah just to kind of get some i mean yeah and i i think i want time up front people can come early we got we give them coffee snacks or whatever and people can talk and chat and get to know people um and we try to make it make it a very comfortable setting more like a living room uh sure. bring in some couches uh and yeah just give people an opportunity to talk beforehand talk during and talk after yeah. um because that's the goal is finding people to do life with i think yeah i love it Man, I want to I want to talk a little bit about a tool that you have developed. Which, by the way, I love this concept. This is so good. <laughs> but we talked we talked about the idea that the future church and even the current ministry that you're leading desperately needs to learn how to feed themselves and how to read the Bible for themselves. Like you know, a once a week gathering is not going to be sufficient for the things right. that we're facing in our culture today. So you've created right. this thing called the Abide Journal. I yep. just want to say, tell us all about the Abide Journal. Explain <laughs> the acronym, do, do all of that. And then how have people been responding to this tool? So explain where, where it came from and everything that goes with it. Totally. Um, yeah. So another thing that I really wanted to do as we were starting NPYA is help people learn to read the Bible. I wanted to give people the tools and the resources to learn to read the Bible for themselves. Um, I think we've, like I've said, lacked, our culture kind of lacks this biblical literacy. Like my wife leads a small group of college students and she, I got home afterward and she was telling me that one of her girls who had grown up in Christian schools and around Christianity didn't know the story of Jonah or Joseph and his coat of many colors. And it's like, I learned that when I was like four, like I, it's so weird to me. So I think just trying to give people ways and like this desire to want to learn the Bible and read the Bible for themselves and to read it. I think that's the goal with the tool is to read it slowly, but surely. Yeah. Um, I think it becomes the Bible kind of becomes like this book that we just speed through to get it done. We'll do an annual plan that we just check it off the box, um, but we're not sitting in it and meditating it and letting it, soak in, um, and digesting what we're reading. Um, 
So I really wanted to do something about it. I, and I wanted to, so yeah, I wanted to walk through a book of the Bible together. And so I just picked first John. I felt like it was super applicable to our day and age. Um, and I was excited about it. I know it's a little bit of a challenging book. Some pastors just freaked out the fact that I chose first John. Um, they're like, I can't believe you did that. I love that. Um, but I loved it. So we, I chose first John. And one thing that I've seen that worked well for me and that I heard a lot of people liked was this concept of a soap journal, which yes. maybe a lot of people have heard of that. Yeah. Um, Very familiar. Yeah. Scripture, observation, application, pray. Just read, pick a small chunk of scripture and do those four things. Um, and you'll begin to kind of think through it and meditate on it. And it's good. Um, so what I did was I'm going to take the same type of thing and center it around what we're doing with first John. And so as I was studying first John and preparing for where we were headed, I noticed this word, um, abide coming up a lot mm. in the book. Mm. And it was, it, John says it over 27 times in this book. And I just thought that was so cool, this idea of abiding in Jesus. And something else that's been on my heart is disciplines and ways that we can grow closer to Jesus and abide in Jesus. And so I was like, what if we do a series? We walk through First John, but we also look at five ways that we can begin to abide in Jesus um, on a daily basis or, or just things that we can do. And in doing that, I said, what if we maybe I create a journal kind of like soap but I change it to the acronym abide. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of played with that a little bit. And one thing that I, when I was talking to people about soap, one thing that I heard from people that was missing was interpretation. Okay. And so I was like, what if I do something based off of soap, I turn it to abide and I add that interpretation piece. So I wanted to help people learn to read the Bible in this way. And so I did abide. So a stands for absorb. B stands for behold, I is interpret, D is do, and E is entreat. So it's very similar, changed the words a little bit and yeah. added interpret. Yeah. Um, so absorb just means maybe you rewrite, rewrite the scripture. Um, maybe you rewrite it in your own way. Maybe you just read it and like soak it up. And then behold is just figuring out, make some observations, mm. figure out, just sit in it for a little bit, make basic observations. Like it can be little things Yeah. in seminary. One of my favorite assignments that blew my mind was um, we looked at, I think it was Acts one. I believe it was Acts one. Um, I have to check on that, but he basically said make 25 observations on Acts one. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's hard. Uh, maybe it was Acts one eight. It was like one or two verses. Wow. Um, and so I did that. And then we come back the next week and he's like, make another 25 observations on no Acts one, eight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, but it's crazy. That assignment shows how much you can glean or take out of just a small little chunk. Yeah. That if you don't sit in it for a while, you just miss. Yeah. Um, so absorb, behold, and then interpret. What do you kind of, what do you see God is saying or the author is saying in the scripture? And then do, what do you do with what you just read and learned? And then entreat, which is just another word for pray. Yeah. Um, so then just pray through what you've been learning. Yeah, I love so, it. Yeah. So what's, been, what's the response been? Have you seen people kind of really resonate with this? Yeah, so we had a great response. People have loved it. 
Um, and we've offered a digital option on Instagram too, for people who don't get it, if they come. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people have been super excited. I remember at this, I've been offering or handing a new one out at each gathering. It's basically broken up into each chapter of first John. I would love to make it one big one once yeah. we get done, but yeah. So at the second gathering, a, a girl, I remember literally showed up when she walked in the door, she was like, like do I get another journal? So that was really cool. So good, man. I am so excited. I uh, have seen it online. And um, for those that are listening or watching the podcast, um, go check it out at at, uh, North Point Young Adults on Instagram. That's that's the handle at North Point Young Adults. And um, you can you can find it online. It's super good. It reminds me a lot, Clay, uh, several months ago. I began to dive into, cause I'm kind of a, I'm a bit of a spiritual disciplines junkie as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I dove into something I had heard a lot about, but had never really practiced myself. This idea, it's an ancient practice called Lectio Divina. And so I decided to just take a oh my gosh. deep dive into that, but it is praying through <clears throat> it's, it's the selection of a small passage of scripture. Like you said, you said, read it slowly but surely I I love that definition, by the way, and reading it over and over again, praying through it, meditating on it. It's been for me, having read the Bible for a long time and done devotions for many years or a quiet time, as it was called when I was a kid. um, Yeah, exactly. It's been so transformational for me to just approach the scripture in a different way, in a fresh way. And man, I, I would highly encourage if you're listening to the podcast, to be, be checking out what this abide journal is all about a fresh approach to how you, how you read through scripture. So good. Yeah. It's so funny. You say that about Lectio Divina too. Um, at our last prayer worship night, like I said, we were kind of teaching people new ways to pray. Yeah. And so we did breathing prayer Uh and then we actually did Lectio Divina. Yeah. And then we did imaginative prayer. Okay. Um, but Lectio Divina, I had never even heard of. Okay. <laughs> and then, but I was challenged with the task to teach it. So I kind of got into it, learned it and it was really cool. Yeah. It, it's this, it's a very similar approach yeah. to yeah. reading scripture, rereading scripture um, yeah. and just taking a moment to sit in and meditate on it. But I love that. Yeah. I had never heard of Lectio Divina and then did it at a yeah. prayer night. It was awesome. Yeah. Super cool. I want to encourage uh, people that are listening. I, I know we're trying to stay off of screens. Um, but I did find, <laughs> I have found a really great Lectio Divina app that kind of guides you through, um, and, nice. and it's a daily thing. So Lectio 365 is what it's called. If you want to, it's a free app and it's a fantastic, That's awesome. fantastic tool. So, Hey, yeah. let's, let's get a little bit personal. If you don't mind, Clay, yeah. I, I know we've chatted so far a lot about you know, young adult ministry and some of the things that you're doing. I feel as though a lot of what we've chatted about so far could be put into the category of kind of external activities, things that you're doing for Jesus. As I mentioned before, uh, we define soul care on the podcast as tending to the garden of your inner life. And I'm Mm -hmm. absolutely convinced that the health of your inner life will eventually be revealed in your external life or your outer life. And so what is, what is tending to the garden of your inner life look like for you as a leader? Do you have, you mentioned some spiritual disciplines and things. Do you have some habits, rhythms, practices, rituals that, 
that have just been kind of grounding for you that are particularly helpful? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, I kind of started this habit pretty early on in my life, but just honestly, the classic quiet time. Yeah. I, every morning I started to get into this routine of I'm going to wake up an hour before I need to be doing stuff. So an hour before I need to get in the shower to then go to work and get ready. Um, so I have just been super disciplined and intentional about, I gotta have that quiet time. And if I don't get it in the morning, if I don't get that time with the Lord, my day is completely thrown off because, and, and that time, all it is, is I pray and I get in the word. Maybe I read a devotional or a book that goes along with that. And I journal what I'm learning and kind of what I'm doing. And I, and I kind of take this approach of reading and rereading the scripture and just trying to sit in it and pull out. Like, I think I'm reminding myself of who I am in God's eyes I'm, of, of who made me mm. and what I'm here for. Um, I think we need that reminder daily um, to just sit in God's presence and learn who we are and yeah, what God has done for us. So um, I think it's just for me, that inner soul care is doing things that make me feel close to God. Mm. Um, But, and and that comes in a lot of different ways. I think it's the quiet time that I need every morning. Um, But I think for my personality and what I'm learning about myself is sometimes I need days away. I need some vacation, Mm -hmm. maybe once a month um, heading to the beach for a minute or going to the lake or the mountains, whatever that might be. Um, getting outside. And I know for my personality through, I don't know if you've heard of uh, this spiritual pathways test, um, but kind of learning how you connect with God specifically. Like I know I talk to some people and I'll say quiet time and people are like, nah, I don't want to wake up and read the Bible and sit in it for a while. Um, They want to sleep and quiet time may be hard for you. I think what's cool about spiritual pathways is it shows you and teaches you that you may connect with God in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, so whatever it is for you, you just need to figure it out and go do that thing. Um, so one of the spiritual pathways for me is being outside, being in nature yeah. and just looking at God's creation. Um, so I know that for myself. So I'll go on walks, prayer walks, or um, just being at the beach, sitting and looking at the ocean or being on the lake and looking at the mountains. Like I'm reminded of Psalms and scripture comes to mind and it, it it's just super life-giving to me. Yeah. Um, and then another big thing for me has just been the sa- like Sabbath. Yeah. Um, I recently, I'm kind of obsessed with John Mark Comer right now. Okay. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I read his book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah. Um, and he talked a lot about some of these disciplines and one like silence, slowing, stillness. Um, Sabbath was one of them. And what I've started to realize about myself and maybe a lot of people in ministry are feeling this too. What's really cool about ministry is your schedule is pretty flexible. Um, so I don't have to necessarily be at the office 9am to 5pm every single day. Um, but what ends up happening or at least happens to me is that my work and ministry started seeping into everything. Yeah. So I would just pick up my work and pick up what I needed to get done on any, at any given time, any given moment, which ultimately started to lead to feeling burnt out and tired and just always go, go, go. And eventually I read that book and I started reading through scripture and I realized 
hey, it's probably because I'm not resting at all. Mm. Um, I'm not taking a day out of my week, the thing that even God needed on day seven. Um, and I'm just kind of continuing to go, go, go. So I've started to be more intentional about having a Sabbath, um, stepping away from my phone, stepping away from work, like going on a walk outside, whatever it may look like reading a book, um, and just spending time with my wife, really. So Mm. it's, I think sabbath is super important especially in america and our culture right now yeah um it just tells you you got to keep working and grinding or you're never going to get to where you want to go yeah yeah i um man i i can't celebrate what you're doing around sabbath enough i think (laughs) i i it's not a have to it's a we get to Um, exactly what a gift that god has given us to be able to take And for me, anyway, as a very driven leader and an achiever, exactly. For me, it's a. It, honestly, it's an act of surrender. Every Friday night, our family we, we happen to light a candle and do a little bit of a Sabbath feast meal and the whole deal. We're, we're kind of all in on it. And for yep. me, most Friday evenings, it it truly is an act of surrender to say, you know, I could keep going, but I actually yep. am convinced, Clay, that the longer I do it. God is getting more done without me working than he yep. is when I am working. And, um, and I've seen the effects of it. So super cool. Hey, yep. this has been super fun conversation. I just have one final question for you. Um, if there was one thing that you hope people take <clears throat> away from this conversation, something that's like maybe burning in your heart right now that you just like, Hey, I don't care if you forget everything else, but this is the one thing I want you to hear. What would that thing be? <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me, probably what I would say is, I mean, when I look at my life and look at what I've been doing recently, I would just challenge people to take the step, take whatever God is putting on your heart, whatever he's nudging you to do right now, whatever um, you feel like you are called to and have kind of been putting off. I think I would just encourage you to take the step and maybe it's starting a young adults ministry. Maybe it's uh, becoming a better neighbor in your neighborhood or in your community um, and just helping people to connect. But I think even as I was starting this and a lot of things have been going on, um, it can be super intimidating. It can be scary. You don't know until you do it um, whether or not it's going to work. Yeah. But I think if God's putting it on your heart and he's telling you to go and he's nudging you. I think you got to listen. And the only thing that's happened by me stepping out in faith to do these things is that my faith has grown, um, which is incredible to see. So yeah, I think just take the step um, and trust Jesus. And I think trust is a huge thing too, which gets back into the B at ease and our contentment and getting over this anxiety. It's just literally be open-handed and trust the Lord with your life. Yeah. Um, and he'll see you through. It's great. I love that. Take a, ne- take a step, whatever it is. So if you're listening right. to the podcast and something has kind of maybe stood out to you that Clay has talked about, whether it's Sabbath or silence or young adults ministry or being a great neighbor, I don't know what it is exactly. that's kind of jumped out to you, man, we would encourage you to just pursue that one thing that God has some, somehow placed on your heart and on your mind. And we'd love to help with that. So honestly, yep. reach out to us. That's 
Yep. That's why I do the podcast is I'm wanting to help leaders reach their goals without losing their souls. So how can yeah. people connect with you, Clay, if they want to follow along on the journey <laughs> and, and stay connected to you personally or be at ease, North Point, Young Adults, all of the above? Yeah, I think the main thing is going to be Instagram probably. Okay. Um, and I've got a few handles. Yeah, let's it's do it. At, yeah, it's at J. Clay Cooney. Okay. Um, at North Point Young Adults or at B at Ease Co. Okay. Those are the three um, yeah, handles for Instagram. Or you can go to B at Co.com. I think you can email me from there. Uh, or you can go to North Point Young Adults and email me from there. I'll yeah. get it all. Okay. I love that, man. Hey, thanks yeah. for carving out an hour or so of your time, Clay, to, to kind of uh, humor me with my soul care questions and questions about <laughs> young adults and stuff, man. I just, I'm so passionate about this area of people's spiritual life, whether they're followers yeah. of Jesus yet or not. I'm super passionate about it in any way we can keep reminding people about the importance of it, I think is important. So thanks for, I love this stuff. thanks for helping me do that today. I really appreciate it. No doubt. I feel like I, we could have kept talking. Yeah. Well, that was a fantastic conversation with Clay. I want to encourage you again, as Clay already has, to take a next step with something that you heard today. What was the one thing that stood out to you from the conversation today? And then resolve to take a step towards that. And here's the good news. You don't have to do it alone. This podcast is not about giving people something more to listen to. There are plenty of great podcasts and there is a lot of great content out there to listen to. The goal of this podcast is to help leaders reach their goals without losing their souls. And I know you want to do both of those things, but it's not easy. So I'd love to help. So if there is anything I can do to serve you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. The best way to do that is through email or social media. My email address is hello at jasonperkoperkins.com or at jasonperkoperkins on Instagram or Facebook. That's the best way to reach out to me. Before I go, I want to make sure that you don't miss any conversations like this one. So if you're brand new to the podcast or if you haven't already done this, I want to invite you to go to my website, jasonperkoperkins.com. And you can sign up for the weekly email that I send out right there on the homepage. I promise you, we will not inundate you with emails every day. We just want to simply send you a resource to help you reach your goals without losing your soul. Because that's what this podcast is all about. And if you're finding these conversations helpful, I'd love for you to do two things. I'd love for you to let me know that. But I'd also love for you to share it with someone you know it would be helpful for as well. You can do that by just sharing it on social media, or you can send them an episode directly, however you want to share it. We would love it if you would help us get the word out about the podcast. Another great way to do that is to leave us a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. That helps us to get these conversations to as many people as possible. Here's the dream at Perko's podcast. It's super simple. We just want to see an entire generation of leaders reach their goals and at the same time hear them say, it is well with my soul. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I can't wait to connect with you online this week because let's face it, that's where we're all hanging out anyway. So let's connect. 
Until then, cheers. You've been listening to Perco's podcast. Join us next time for more insights on strategy, leadership, and soul care to help you reach your personal, professional, and spiritual goals while at the same time not losing your soul. In the meantime, make sure to connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.